You're listening to Indigenous Boom, a podcast by the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chief Secretariat, featuring conversations on Indigenous health, education, and economic prosperity. Now your host, Krista Thompson. Today on Indigenous Boom, we're going to speak with Misikis Jadis. She works with Mi'kmaq Printing and Design on Prince Edward Island. This is a social enterprise that supports the communities of Abiquit and Lennox Island. Thank you so much, Misikis, for joining us. Can you please tell us about yourself? So my name is Misikis Jadis. I'm 24 years old and I'm from Abiquit First Nation. Um, I started with Mi'kmaq Printing and Design in 2018, and we were um, set up at Abiquitawa, which is um, inside the Cavendish Information Center here on the island. Um, we started out with just t-shirts then and kind of grew since there. I had done a little bit of video work uh, for promoting and whatnot. Um, and then just in the last year or so since COVID, I started doing um, graphic design, marketing, and sales for NPD. Excellent. So Mi'kmaq Printing and Design, Where? when did it start and who started it? So we started in 2018. Um, uh, so my supervisor, Betty Gordon, and Ricky Knockwood. Um, they started um, literally that April of 2018. And, you know, we started with like literally just two tables and a press and a printer and just one design that we had. So was, that's where we started back in 2018. And you're a social enterprise business. So what does that look like? Um, so because we're a social enterprise, we have certain outcomes that we need to kind of adhere to. So not only are we doing, you know, business and selling, but, you know, we're, we give back to community. Um, we do employment for Indigenous people. We help build capacity um, and stuff like that. So it's, it's always like whatever we learn, we try to give back if that's through money, charity, or through um, just even teachings and education. So no matter what we take in, we give back the same amount. So how many people are part of your organization now? So we've had a few. We have um, a couple alumni now um, that have moved on to other jobs. But right now we have four, um, no, five part-time and four full-time that work with us. Um, so that's right from production to weeding the designs to sales to um just all sorts of things like that. So we have nine right now. That's excellent. So you said that you just started off with a press and some t-shirts. Was was that, um, were you doing a fundraising or what, what, what led to that? So the first one, it's this shirt here that I have on, it says Quay. So um, my sister actually is the one who came up with the design. And initially what we wanted it to be was to be like a conversation starter on Mi'kmaq culture. So because we were based out of an information center, we had thousands of people from all over the world coming. And, you know, the first question is like, we didn't even know Mi'kmaq people existed. So <laughs> we wanted to be like, no, we're here and this is what we do. This is our language. So through Quay, we were able to just say like, what does Quay mean? And it means hello. And then it just starts that conversation from there. Um, so it was really just trying to bridge that gap between, you know, travelers, tourists, and people on the island here who've lived here the whole life and didn't know anything about Mi'kmaq. So really just trying to um, build up that awareness. And that's where we started. That's excellent. 
what are the other products that you're making now? So we started off with the t-shirts and then from there we went to hoodies. So we have hoodies, um, kind of like joggers. They're like a thin t-shirt type of hoodie, good for spring, um, baseball tees, long sleeves. Uh, we had just launched an active line um, just this past February. So that's a new fun one we did. Um, that one's Mel Gig and I, so that means I am strong in Mi'kmaq. So that's one that we just recently launched. So it's got a lot of like New Balance active wear um, products. So, um, so anything from that, we do totes, we have toques, bags. Yeah, that's excellent. So um, given you're fairly new and we've been in this COVID-19 epidemic for the last year, how has that affected your business? Um, it affected us. Uh, pretty hard in the beginning just because you know we're mainly doing person-to-person -person sales like we had done a lot of um, pop-ups and we attended a lot of events and conferences and it was a lot of just face-to-face -face sales and doing those teachings um so you know it, it made it a bit harder we had to move um off-site so we were all working from home and you know you can't print from home so <laughs> we had to find some things to do so one of our staff at the time was able to um, kind of collect all of her information on Mi'kmaq and she did uh, Mi'kmaq language classes with us throughout COVID while we were home. So our whole team got together a couple times a week and we actually got to learn and speak Mi'kmaq. So um, that was fun. And I myself got to teach a little bit of like a cultural teachings um, for like Mi'kmaq ceremonies and regalia. So we really spent that time just you know, teaching ourselves and, um, you know, making sure that the knowledge that we were sharing was correct and up to date and all of that. So it was a good time for us to, you know, also like build our strategic plans and whatnot. So it was a good time and we got a lot of learning done in those few months. That's excellent. I was not expecting that answer at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to learn about your language and culture throughout the pandemic. That's fabulous. I know it was awesome and you know the coworker who taught us that she um she went to school in Cape Breton so Deidre Augustine Cameron now so she it was great learning from her and her being able to teach for the first time all of us it was awesome excellent so has your business um had to pivot because of the pandemic oh for sure yeah um like I said before we were doing a lot of pop-ups um, in person. So now, you know, with the pandemic, we've had to switch to online. So we just launched our website in November, November 12th of this past year. Um, so that was a big thing for us. We had been leading up to a website for, you know, since we started, but we didn't quite have the capacity. So um, during that little break where we were off site, we were learning how to, you know, use a website and how to do the online sales and e-commerce and everything like that. So it was um, a big pivot for us to, you know, how do we take in-person sales online? So we started doing like virtual pop-ups and, you know, gearing more of our marketing to social media. And um, so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a big pivot for us. So that's some of the things we're doing and, you know, we're trying to get more like filming into what we do so we're we're trying to get footage of all of us and what we do and kind of using it that way to promote through video more so than um, face to face 
That's amazing. Has your sales, um, have you seen a decline or an increase in sales since you've um, started your website? Um, it's been, I'd say there's been an increase, you know, because before that we had just been working through, like if someone emailed us, then we're doing an order through email, through phone, or if they come up. So it was really limited to just like, you know, people in Charlottetown mainly, or if, you know, someone wanted to go through the process of emailing us, then we did that. But now that, you know, people can buy from all over, you know, like we had people in Louisiana sending us, um, messages and whatnot saying that they wanted to buy our stuff and help us so there's definitely been like the, the range of people that we talk to has definitely gotten a lot bigger so sales have been good <laughs> absolutely that's that's amazing um there's actually some opportunities for indigenous businesses to post their businesses online and just look out for some of those opportunities so that and they're free so I know um, different organizations are doing that. And Olnawag, I think, has a business directory online as well. I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, we've met with them and uh, we have some contacts with them. They're great. So hopefully we can get up on that page too. <laughs> Definitely. Um, being a social enterprise, it's a bit different than being a regular uh, for-profit for business. Um, do you find any of the challenges or benefits of being a social enterprise? Um, I think one of the biggest things is that, you know, we, we don't directly take like the, the money that we're getting, like, we're always trying to find different ways of how we can give back to community. And especially since we have two communities on the island, it's always, you know, we're always working hard to make sure that, you know, we're meeting their needs and that our values align with theirs. So I think in doing that, it, it, it really helps build that relationship with our communities and we see that a lot coming back from them um so in a way it's it's i think the hardest part is just not having um a lot of other indigenous social enterprises around us like we have you know there are social enterprises around us that are non-indigenous so it's always been a little bit difficult so i think the biggest thing is you know we get a lot of help and we reach out to people um from all over and, you know, from the teachings that we get from other social enterprises, we always have to make sure that, you know, we take in that, but how can we, how can we like make it indigenous? How can we add our own touch to it? So, you know, for me, I learned graphic design and the website from a non, um, non-indigenous person. So, you know, learning that and now having to, how can I switch that and make that Mi'kmaq? How can I make it ours? So I think that's been the probably one of the biggest challenges is just, you know, being or having to like pave the way for what we're doing and, you know, just taking everything we can from everyone and then just making it our own. So, yeah. Excellent. Um, so over the past, well, you've been in business now three years, what would you consider some of your biggest successes? Um, I think... One of the biggest ones, probably right from the beginning, launching our Quay um, line, just because, you know, since the start to now, like Quay has been one of our biggest um, sellers and probably has the most meaning behind all of the um, products that we have, just because it's, you know, from day one, we've been using that as like our front line for what we do and, you know, bridging that gap and educating. Um, so definitely that. Um, 
our, our website launch um, in November had to probably be one of the more recent ones that we were really excited for. Um, and I, I'd say probably Orange Shirt Day as well. Um, that was like definitely a learning curve all three years that we did it. It was pretty hectic and intense the first two years. So um, this Can you tell last us about, one, about the challenges of Orange Shirt Day, like what what what's the um, what have been the past three years been like? Obviously, it, it sounds like it's been um, busy. <laughs> yeah, I think we underestimated how busy it would be just because, you know, we have one printer and two presses. And so, you know, expecting, you know, a couple thousand orders and then it, you know, goes beyond that. So we're like, okay, we're definitely going to need more people. We're going to need people helping us sell, helping us pack, helping us email. So um, finding that, you know, perfect pace and the right people that was always like super hectic. But um, this past year was really good. Um, and, you know, we took everything that we learned in the past of, you know, having the amount of people, having all of our stuff on site you know having the graphics and marketing that go along with it so um this last year was really awesome and it went really smoothly we got really good sales so it was really great awesome we're gonna have to put an order in for some orange shirts yes <laughs> we'll take it <laughs> well thank you so much um i really really admire your organization and even more now that I can see that you guys um, are, give back to the community, you know, you're not all business and profit and you're, you know, I love that you, you all have um, taken culture and language as, as part of your role within your organization and it's been a priority. So yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else to add for us? Um, I think I just wanted to talk about like a little bit of like our future stuff, if that's. Yeah, for sure. What, where are you guys going in the future? So um, one of the biggest things like from the beginning that we were really interested in was doing um, an artisan line. So when I worked at Ebiguetawa um, and when we started the Quay line, we had um, community members um, that would come in artisans and they would share their work with us, whether it's, you know, beading, basket making, sewing, anything like that. Um, so we're kind of wanting to keep that ball rolling. So our hope in the future is that we can um, kind of like promote an indigenous artisan um, creator, anything like that for about like a month or something and just promote their stuff and then have that be like a whole line that we have every month would be like a different Indigenous artisan. Um, so that's something that we're working towards in the future. Um, another one too is um, this new design. So we're, we're, I just finished doing a pride design. Um, so it incorporates, you know, the pride colors and our Mi'kmaq double curve. So we're really excited. This will be our first pride design. And so that's kind of going to be my, uh, my last design before I move on to my, get my post-secondary. So um, we're really excited for that one and that one will be um, June and July of this year. So that's a really big one we're looking forward to. Um, and then, you know, maybe in the future we have like a retail location um, just so people can be in store and talking to us. So we've got Absolutely. big plans. And, you yeah. know, you, you really, you don't need a retail location exactly because there's so many Indigenous retailers now, so mm -hmm. many cultural centers and so many 
um, museum opportunities. So, you know, before you go build the building, you know, um, build those relationships to get yes. yourself in, into, you know, I, I know in Nova Scotia, there's probably a lot of places that would love to have your beautiful yeah. we, designs. We had um, partnered up with um, an organization in the gas peninsula i forget i forget where it is but they they bought our stuff and they're selling it out there so that's super exciting so hopefully we can get more of that all over <laughs> yes for sure and can you tell us your um web page so we're migmaprinting.com and just that m-i-k-m-a-q printing.ca you can order from there you can email us you can okay so ca um, or dot com I think it does both. You can do either Okay, one. great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. You can see our designs and our staff and our story. You can check it out there and, you know, what we do. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's so exciting. I'm, I'm going to check out your website right away. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Indigenous Boom, the new podcast from the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chiefs Secretariat.